I'm Kara, and welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. I believe that all of us possess unique gifts and talents that allow us to serve the world and our own growth in the highest possible way. Our lives are an expression of our thoughts, beliefs, and actions. And here, we will explore businesses, thought leaders, and topics designed to inspire, helping propel your own growth so you can live your best and most purposeful life. Welcome to Soul Inspiring Business. Welcome, and thank you so much for tuning in to the Soul Inspiring Business Podcast. As a reminder, as a thank you for you, I've created a free gift to help you create an incredible vision for your 2021 and beyond. It's filled with my favorite affirmations that I personally use, and also included are the exact questions and processes I go through on an annual basis when updating my visions for all that I want to create in business and at home. And it's all free to you and just a a thank you for your support. So all you have to do is go to www.freegiftfromcara.com for your free electronic copy, or you can message me and I'm also happy to mail you a printed copy at no cost. So again, just uh, very grateful and thank you so much for listening. Now for this week's episode, it is really perfectly and divinely timed because we are talking to Brandy Salazar. She's the co-author for the book, Miracle Morning for Couples, Create Legendary Connections One Morning at a Time. She co-founded Legendary Couples with her husband, Lance, and she's also created an incredible community called the Mama Wives Community, where she's building a great community of women, mothers, wives, and helping them come together and supporting one another through all the stresses of balancing family, work, and marriage. And really, even more than that, what I loved about my conversation with Brandy is that she's a natural teacher. She's an entrepreneur at her core, but she also believes that we all have the power to create miraculous outcomes in our lives. And she and her husband's story are proof of that. She believes that life can be so much more full and rich when we really align our life and our businesses with our core values and become much more intentional in what we are creating. So I'm super pumped that we're launching this episode right before Valentine's Day because there's just so much wisdom in all that Brandy shares for how to create more intimacy in your marriage and relationships and including uh, helping your relationship with yourself. So whether or not you feel on track in your relationships or not, this is a must listen with so many great takeaways and insights. Now, as a quick disclaimer, there are a few places where our connection got a little funky, so I apologize in advance, but I think you're still going to love all that Brandy shares, and it all starts now. So welcome, Brandy Salazar. I'm so excited to have you on the podcast today. Oh, thanks for having me. Yes, well, I was super excited about this conversation because um, we were introduced actually through Hal Elrod, who is the um, author of The Miracle Morning, and then you and him actually had, and I've followed The Miracle Morning and the whole movement really that he's created for so many years, Um, and I know you had co-authored a book with him, The Miracle Morning for Couples, which we'll get into today. But, you know, I think what I love about what you've been doing is, you know, this podcast really speaks to a lot of business owners and 
entrepreneurs and helping them really get more aligned with their purpose and the world and their business. And we talk a lot about that side of things, but, you know, equally important and very timely that this episode would be launching right before Valentine's Day is making sure that we're doing it in a way where we're being a really good uh, partner to, you know, our spouse along the way. And that really that journey can be I guess I would say more enjoyable and more fulfilling when you're doing it in true partnership with each other versus feeling like you're kind of going at your job or your business alone. Right. So, absolutely. Um, so just, you know, so really excited to dive in and talk about your story today. And, you know, you're, you're known now for legendary couples and helping couples really find more fulfillment in their relationships. But I know can you tell us about, cause I know it wasn't necessarily always that way for you or maybe and and so no. can you tell us about your own soul inspired journey to what led you down this path and what you're doing now? I'd love to hear it. Yeah. It, it really came from messing up really bad. <laughs> um, you know, I, I started um, in real estate at a pretty young age and had really good financial success. And I got trapped in the belief that my worth and my success was tied up in my business accolades or my financial income or the stuff, right? All the things that I was collecting with the, um, the, the financial income. And so when you said, you know, having your partner, you know, alongside of you or doing business together and, and and things like that, that concept was so far from my existence when I was first married and even more so once we had children. And, um, you know, as this, these other areas of my life were thriving, you know, business and, you know, my, my physical health was pretty good, but really I was running my mental health into the ground. I was um, decimating my marriage and really didn't even know where to start to have that life that you're speaking of, you know, of, of tying it all together. And so long story short, I had asked my husband for a separation and, you know, it really put things into perspective. And, and as I'm, you know, continuing about life going through this process of, you know, what's the legal part of, of, you know, divorcing and, and how does this whole thing work? You know, of course you start talking to dear friends and, you know, mentors and, and a coach that I had had at the time. And, you know, what came to be was that this life that I was experiencing, I was going to bring into any relationship that I had because I was going about it the wrong way. And it didn't matter if it was my husband at the time, Lance, or, you know, XYZ, whoever I ended up with, because I did want to be in a relationship, I was going to have to figure out how to incorporate everything together in a healthy, successful way. And so first and foremost, I had to redefine success. I had to figure out what that block was that was saying that I had to grind and give all of this energy into this one bucket of my life and give the rest of my life the leftovers. That's really the way I was operating. And so 
you know, I came back to my husband and I said, you know, I don't know what this looks like, but um, if you're open to it, I, I don't want a divorce. I want to start from scratch and rebuild this from the ground up and create something amazing. You know, the word we use now is legendary, but at the time that wasn't in my vocabulary. And um, so the story began. And what was unique about what we did was we started by putting our marriage on the shelf and saying, if we are going to have a healthy, thriving, legendary, amazing, whatever marriage, we have to be two happy, healthy, whole individuals. And so we needed to look that personal growth and personal healing um, area of our life right in the face. And <clears throat> that's where we began. And um, we then moved on to working on our partnership. You know, we both worked full-time. I had a company and, and he had a full-time corporate job. And yet I felt that a lot of things were still falling on me. You know, if the kids had a doctor's appointment or there was a program, anything, it was like, mom, mom, mom. And so I looked at this balance in this area of our, our lives and I'm like, I just don't see the balance here. And so what could that look like? And so we redesigned our partnership. We redesigned our roles and um, moved into the friendship area and eventually moved back into lovers. And so that created um, what we now call our four legendary relationship elements. And they go in that order. And it's very intentional that they go in that order because what I realized is that um, as much as I was doing a lot of the things, I wasn't showing up as a good supportive partner like I was in my, with my partners in business. You know, I was honoring their strengths and I was not highlighting the weaknesses that they had that were my strengths, which is what I was doing in my marriage. I wasn't shaming them for things that didn't work out or um, where they dropped the ball or didn't follow through on something. We just sat down and said, hey, what do we do different next time? How do we improve this? How do we, you know, change the the trajectory of, of where we're going? And I I wasn't bringing that same partner into my marriage. And so... I really had to, um, you know, look at my own contribution, <laughs> really. And I did this real, you know, lovely um, job of, of, you know, blame game and pointing the fingers and I'm, you know, getting divorced because you suck, you know, <laughs> I really was not looking at the lens the other way. So ultimately, you know, it was, it was natural for us once we had this, you know, thriving, uh, stable partnership to start to want to hang out again and be friends again. Mm -hmm. And so it all naturally evolved. And it wasn't until, you know, afterwards and people were saying, okay, well, what did you guys do? Because this whole thing you have going on now is way different than what was going on before. Mm -hmm. And we were like, what did we do? And we literally got post-its and we had this big, huge uh, glass sliding glass door in our dining room. And we just started putting all these post-its up and we were like, oh my gosh, we focused on ourselves. We built the business of our relationship. We became deep knowing friends again. We're having fun with each other. And then we improved our intimacy and our connection and our flirting and our vulnerability. And it was like, oh my gosh, this is like a matrix that could work for other people. And so we started sharing it. We were like, what if you tried this? Right. You know? oh my and God. it ended up working for other people. Right. <laughs> <Yeah>. well, <laughs> it wasn't just us. <laughs> Amazing how that works. 
Yeah, um, amazing how that works. You know, it's it's really interesting to hear you talk about that because it seems so almost natural the way you explained it. Like, well, you know, we kind of realized this and then it grew to this and then it was, you know, and it, but really that's really profound because I think sometimes we don't necessarily always look inward at like what yeah. ownership do I have in this? And, you know, was there one, I'm just curious if there was one like book, was there one moment, one kind of like aha that you just realize, you know, that, yeah, that, there was, what was that? Um, I had gone to coffee with a mentor and we were in the process of, of developing this um, women's program for a men's group called Go Abundance. And um, she was wanting to make it co-ed. And I was like, listen, Beverly, I don't want it to be co-ed. I don't even know if I'm going to be in my marriage anymore. And she was like, what? You're not going to be in your marriage? You are two wonderful, kind, successful individuals. Like, why would you do that to yourself, your family, mm -hmm. all of it? You know, and I was like, we just, we've lost connection. We've, you know, and I'm giving her all the things I'm doing all the stuff and whatever else. And she was like, let me tell you something. <laughs> and she had had a couple of divorces herself. Mm -hmm. And she was very honest with me about my personality. We have a very similar personality. Um, what I was bringing to the table and the fact that I was going to attract the same thing again. And my husband was going to attract the same thing again. And so she's just laid it out for me. And that was actually the day that I came home to Lance and said, Hey, I just had coffee with Bev and I've changed my mind. She really, she really gave me a gift and, you know, and she was a mentor of mine for a long time. Um, and you know, a wonderful coach and teacher. And so she was just very honest with me and I had to take a, a you know, what perspective is everything, right? Mm -hmm. And so I had to shift my perspective. And at the same time, I was being coached by um, a man by the name of Rock Thomas. And um, he, same, he just shot it to me straight. He was like, mm -hmm. how are you showing up in this? He's like, I'm your coach. All I can do is coach you. How are you showing up? Mm -hmm. What does your side of this look like? And those are good coaches, you yeah. know, good coaches make They're not helping you to point the finger. They're saying, turn that mirror and see, see your contribution, see how you're showing up. Could you show up better? And when I really sat and looked at it, and which is interesting because as I got in that car from coffee to home, there were so many things that flashed before my eyes mm. of my contribution. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you are a hard driving, you know what? Nobody can, it, you know, nobody's good enough, really, including my children, by the way, how I was showing up was how I was showing up. Mm. And the truth of all of this is, you know, kind of going back to this soul piece of, of, you know, your mission. This was how I was showing up for myself. I was never good enough. There was, there was nothing that I could do to be enough. And, and so I was beating myself up. And I was hard on myself and I wasn't giving myself grace. And it was grind, grind, grind because there was never an end. And mm -hmm. so that's how I was showing up in my life, mm -hmm. you know, and it did work really well, right? Check the box of financial success, you know, business accolades, things like that. Great. Mm -hmm. 
-hmm. but it does not work in intimate relationships. It does not work in the intimate relationship with yourself. It does not work in the intimate relationship with your children. And it does not work in the intimate relationship with your husband. Yeah. And that's such a, um, I mean, first of all, two things, number one, what a blessing to have people in your life. And I think that's one thing that that we can all learn from is it's so important to have coaches or mentors or friends that can really kind of mirror back to you um, what you need to hear, not necessarily yes. always what you want to hear. Um, right. Because that's how we grow. That's how we, you know, become better. Um, I love that quote, when we know better, we do better. Um, yeah, exactly. But we're the, we're the first people to believe our own BS. Right. Right. You know, I walked around with this ego, this <laughs> the size of the Titanic, right? Like, no, look how cool I am. Look, people say I'm cool. Right. Right. Exactly. <laughs> I'm a big deal. Okay. <laughs> and so I'm like looking at it from this perspective of, no, I could, no way could it be me? It's got to be you. <laughs> right. No, for sure. And I think especially in like social media with the way that it is, you know, like you, you right. get kind of like false sense of self and uh, and I think also for a lot of um, very driven, you know, business entrepreneurs, uh, it's easy to get caught in that, to get your worth from your business, you know, and to then yeah. kind of almost bulldoze over the people that are supporting you or picking you up. And you're not necessarily recognizing all the ways that they're supporting you along the way, you know, um, yeah. so wow, how powerful. Thank you for, for sharing. And it comes, you know, and and so for some of us, business comes easier, Mm -hmm. you know? And so when I go to work, I do a deal. I, you know, meet with an investor, like whatever it may be. And it was like, checkbox. Yes, I won. I come home and I'm trying to work with these two little tiny creatures, you know, Mm -hmm. and they, for some reason, don't listen to everything I say. And they don't tell me how cool I am. Right. And, right? And I've got this husband, same. I'm like, you guys don't understand. And so when we're fed, when that ego continues to be fed in that area where we're crushing it, mm-hmm. we tend to want to avoid these areas that aren't stroking the ego the same way. Yeah, no, absolutely. So tell me, so you talked about some of the steps that you help people follow. So yeah, what do you, so if somebody is in that place right now and they're like, just need help. Yeah. Where do I start? Where do I start? You know, what does that look like? So we get asked that question a lot. I'm sure. And so, yeah, we created a guide. It's free on our website, legendarycouples.com. And it's called the relationship planning guide. It's the first conversation that you guys should have. And the conversation is around how do we design a relationship that is legendary to us? And it walks you through each one of the elements, creating a vision, and then creating what the most important part is, is what are our action steps to start to create and cultivate that as a reality? It is no different for your marriage as it is for your business. What do we do for business? I sit down and I set my goals and I set my vision, right? And I create action steps to get there. And then what do I do? I have board meetings and I check in. And I say, how's it going? Do I pivot? <laughs> you know, do we keep going? Is that working? Oh, not working? Move on. Go to the next thing. And we're not sitting there beating each other up when things are like we need to pivot, right? Lead generation's not going great. We don't sit there and go, so let's talk about how we all suck. 
Mm -hmm. <laughs> right? We say that's not working. Let's find a new lever. Let's, mm -hmm. that's not working. Let's try this. That's not working. Let's get a new admin, right? Let's add somebody to the team. Let's do right. It's all this problem solving, projecting forward. And yet in relationships, instead of casting a vision forward, we're living in the past. Mm -hmm. Oh, well, this happened before. And then you always do this and this is going on and you're not that right. And it's all this in the past thing that we do. We don't do that with our health. We don't sit down and say, you know what? I want to lose 15 pounds this year. Okay. That's my vision is to fit into these pants, get into that bikini, feel this way, whatever it may be. That's my vision. What am I going to do? Well, I cultivate the action. The habits are I exercise, I eat a certain way and I drink certain water. Okay. Well, that diet's making me bloated or constipated or whatever it may be. Going to stop doing that. I'm going to try a new one. Vegan's better for me. <laughs> it's like, it's the exact same process. And that was, so my husband's a, in the medical field and he's a health coach and I've been a business coach for years. Mm -hmm. And so I'm sitting here going, as we're looking at this big whiteboard, I'm like, it's the exact same. It's mm -hmm. the same as a health plan. It's the same as a business plan. We just don't put the same time and intention into the relationships of our lives. Mm -hmm. And so where would I start? That's where I would start. I would start with creating a shared vision and starts, you know, what's the first step to get you there? What's the second step to get you there? And move through the elements from the bottom. Start with you. Are you both physically and mentally happy and healthy? If not, pause there for a minute. And let's not talk about connection and intimacy and all of that until we get that foundation. Because if you think about it, and in our book, we have a, a visual that's a, a pyramid. It's in the free guide as well. You'll see a pyramid. The pyramid is two blocks on the bottom of you and you. The you element is what stands the entire pyramid up. The next part where you get a really solid foundation is that partnership. It's your finances, your parenting, the schedule, the chores, which is where we all get stuck. It's called a partnership loop. We're stuck right there. Oh, the dishes didn't get done again. The trash isn't out. Bills and finances are out of control. The children, what are we doing on discipline? Where's Johnny? Who's going there, right? We get stuck there. And then we're like, I have no idea where I feel like I'm roommates, right? It's because okay. it's disorganized. And same thing, that needs to be treated like a business. What are the checks and balances and systems for your partnership? Mm -hmm. That's how you get out of that partnership loop. So if there's a mess there, most people, both parties have a hard time being intimate, vulnerable, and connected if we have dishes in the sink and bills that aren't paid and things like that, that are going on. And that doesn't mean that your bills are perfect, right? That you have no debt and everything's, you know, perfect. That's not what it means. It means that you have a vision and a plan for it and you are making steps there so that inside you feel confident that's going to be taken care of at some point. Mm -hmm. I now have a plan. I have a handle on it. And so that's where we free ourselves up energetically. And then next is becoming friends again, start having fun. Mm. And it's deep knowing and it's, you know, enjoying each other's company. If we think back around, um, you know, like eight years old, what did you do when you got to know a new friend? Relationships, you have to get to know each other again. Mm. We change and evolve. I just did a timeline for my birthday. I just turned 41. And oh, I do this day. timeline every year. Thank you. <laughs> yeah, it's a wonderful age. I'm actually really enjoying it. Yeah. yeah. And so I did this timeline and I've, I've done this timeline exercise for many years. I had a coach have me do it a long time ago. 
And um, I still do it on my birthdays. And on this year, I, for some reason, all of a sudden saw these chunks and they were these like 10 year chunks. And I was like, zero to 10, 10 to 20, 20 to 30, 30 to 40. I have completely reinvented myself every five to 10 years of my life. I'm a completely different person than I was five years ago. And then five years before that, right? And all of this. And so if we aren't actively engaging and getting to know our partner, like we do when we're little kids, what's your new favorite color? I mean, it's clearly not the favorite color, but like, what is there deep inside? And so what's interesting about this piece as we start to cultivate it is that a lot of couples struggle with intimacy. It's like 90% of couples that come to us have a hard time in this area. We were one of them. And we still go in and out of it. It's just called human. The part that you cultivate to improve your intimacy is your friendship. Mm. When you feel safe, secure, and able to be vulnerable in that space, it just opens it up. Mm-hmm. The conversation, the connection, and all of that that starts happening in the lover's element just starts to soften and open up. You then think about when you first started dating. Mm-hmm. What did you do when you first started dating? You wanted to flirt with each other. You wanted to spend time together. You wanted to be intimate with each other. Right. right? Absolutely. Like naturally, that's what we're trying to cultivate as we as we build up from the bottom. And so mm-hmm. it depends on where you're at. And so in the the legend or in the the uh, relationship planning guide one of the things, first things you do is check in. Mm-hmm. And so in the check-in it's how's, how's this going one to 10? If 10 was, this is amazing and wonderful. And one, right? Like any wheel one is this sucks. I need to make it stop. Um, where are you right now? And if you, one of your low areas is low, that's where you start until you can move it up, mm-hmm. you know, go to the next one. Where's our partnership? What are the gaps? What needs to be worked out? Do we need to sit down and have a conversation about roles? You know, is, is the weight falling on somebody more than the other mm-hmm. and then create systems around it and then uh, so on and so forth all the way up to the top. Right. Well, and I love that. It's so um, powerful to, you know, you have to start with a strong base and then just, I mean, it makes yeah. much sense. We just, you know, when it's laid out in that way. So it's really a beautifully um, illustrated way that you have put it together to make it easy for people to see. It, it does yeah. make sense when you say it. It's just sometimes in the living of it that we get all kind of turned around. Because yeah. um, we get caught up in the top part. We're like, my marriage is struggling because we're not as intimate anymore. We don't have this part. We, we're putting all the weight up there thinking, okay, well, if we just schedule it more, it's that we're not, we don't have it on the calendar or we don't write all these things, which great and fine. Those are wonderful tools and ways to make that happen. But if you've got a mess going on down here, you're working on a crumbling foundation and you're just going to keep coming back Mm -hmm. to the frustration and the resentment and the irritation and all of the things that happen down here when it's not stable. I had a a health situation last year in November. I have a a thing called adrenal fatigue. It's from all the stress of of life. Mm -hmm. And I had a major flare up and um, I was in bed for two weeks. And I remember getting, starting to feel well and kind of coming out of it and looking around, doing a check-in on my life and really realizing how my relationship had been decimated again, because Mm -hmm. I wasn't a participant in it from a you element. I wasn't showing up in my part of being a partner. I was not 
showing up in my part of being a friend. I was not showing up in my part of being a lover. I couldn't, I was in bed. Mm -hmm. So what did we have to do? We, and we just did it again in December. He had to work long hours again in December. And, um, so we just, what we do, same thing we tell everybody else to do. We print out the planning guide Mm -hmm. (laughs) and we start over and we just say, where is it? Okay, Brady, you got to rebuild your health. Like that's number one right now. Okay, great. A couple weeks later, I feel good. Let's start. Is there anything in the partnership that I need to show up better in? Okay, tweak that, tweak that. Now let's get up into friends. Let's start having fun together. Same, we just did it again in December. Yeah. And a reminder that, you know, and you said it earlier too, we're always changing. We're always evolving. So we have to, you know, make sure that if, if we're committed to being in a partnership, then we make time for that partnership so that it grows and evolves with us. Um, so I'm curious um, if you, do you do any type of law of attraction or do you do, do you have like affirmations that you say as a, for yourself or for, um, I'm just curious if you have any kind of practices along um, those lines. Yeah, very much I do. So I am a miracle morning practitioner. I do it um, my own miracle morning. And it's how we created the miracle morning for couples was through saving our marriage. Mm-hmm. Um, and so then we have that time together, but for a law of attraction specifically, yeah, very much. I'm a, a huge fan of, of Dr. Joe Dispenza and Abraham Hicks. Mm-hmm. I do a lot of stuff, um, by them together, visualizations and, um, uh, feeling into my future self. Mm-hmm. And so I do that. I, I roll through it in all of my life areas. Um, I follow six life areas. It's myself, my marriage, my parenting, my wealth, my house, and then my family unit together. And so I just roll through it all and I feel into my best self and the, the, the best vision that I can create in that moment. And then I feel deep gratitude for it right then. I don't wait for it to be here to feel gratitude. I feel grateful for that right now. Um, and then I do move into a gratitude practice. Mm-hmm. I think gratitude is is one of the most underrated things in our society right now. I think if everybody started their day and ended their day with gratitude, mountains would shift in their lives. Yeah. And I my gratitude practice is simple. I start physically with where I'm at laying in my bed. And I move outward. I do my, my part of my miracle morning in my bed in the morning. And okay. so, um, I, I start with my meditation. I start my, I'll just tell you how I do it. I start sure. with prayer. I pray and then I move into meditation and, um, my visualization. And then I do my gratitude practice, which is waking me up and I'm, I'm laying there and I start, I'm grateful for my pillow. I'm grateful for my snuggly bed, grateful for waking up this morning. And then I just move out. Like if I have a kid or a husband in the bed still, I'm grateful for them. And I feel into that gratitude. I'm grateful for my pets. I'm grateful for this room. I'm grateful for this house. I'm very, and I just go all the way out mm-hmm. and I take it to the universe. And, um, it's one of the best practices that, I've ever had. And I don't see it ever stopping, you know, and then I journal about it, journal about gratitude and prayer and, um, my intentions for the day and what came up in my meditation. Mm -hmm. And, um, then I do something positive, like, uh, they, for the, um, R in miracle morning, Mm -hmm. like reading, sometimes I'm listening to something like it's a video or a podcast or something that I'm in the middle of. Mm -hmm. And I continue that on. And then 
um, Lance and I do um, Miracle Morning for Couples, which is TEAM, T-E-A-M. It's a four-step process that can be done in less than 10 minutes. T is touch, where we're either holding hands, putting my legs over his lap, wrapping my arms around him, whatever, just so that we're touching, which is one of the things in a lot of relationships that we miss, like yeah, daily we miss. touch. Yeah. And we do. We, I mean, I know it sounds crazy, but it's like, when was the last time you sat on the couch and snuggled? You know, yeah. if you're not doing it, let's start doing it every morning. Um, mm-hmm. So that's T. Um, e is education. So we share what we've learned in our miracle morning that morning or something from the day before, like, oh, hey, I read this book or so-and-so shared this with me. And so um, we use that time to grow together. And um, A is appreciate. And so we share something that we're appreciative for. And for us, it's typically within that last 24 hours, but sometimes it's something that has been um, accumulating over time. Like I'll give you an example. Um, When he was having working too much, he was really not present when he was here with us and the kid, you know, as as a family. Mm -hmm. And so I sat down with him and I just said, Hey, you know, it's one thing that you're working 10 hours a day, but I need you to like be here now. And he had done a really good job of bringing that forward over the course of a couple of weeks. And so, Hey, I just want to honor the fact that you've been showing up and you are back to being present. And, you know, I appreciate that. And I I thank you. So it's not always something within the last 24 hours. Mm -hmm. And then um, M is meeting and that's, Hey, how did I do yesterday? Check in. So it's, it's essentially a very short, quick board meeting right now. These are the goals that we have that we're all working towards our vision. Are we holding up to those? And instead of waiting, oh, it's been a month and you still haven't been doing this, or this has been going, we just check in quickly every morning. Hey, you know, you got snappy with me yesterday in the afternoon. I'm sorry. Like, this is what's going on tomorrow. I'll, I'll be better today. Like I'll, I'll work on my emotional intelligence. I'll work on my reactions. Oh, Hey, you know, you said that you were going to, you know, start the dishwasher. That's a real one that happens around here. We're going to start the dishwasher so the dishes were clean the next day. That didn't happen. He was like, you know what? I'll throw a reminder in my phone. And it's, again, it's no shame. There's no shame in the check-in. And that check-in process we do deeply on uh, Saturdays or not Saturdays, Sundays, our Sunday check-in. Same exact process of, hey, going through all of our commitments. How are we doing? What do we need to pivot? What needs to get on the calendar? Because if we have a low rating in something, that's a check engine light and it needs to go on the calendar. Mm. So. So. Just again, kind of practically speaking, it's the, so the team acronym that you use mm-hmm. that on a daily basis in the morning. Correct. Yes. We okay. used to do it at night when we were first working on our marriage. You can do it anytime. If you are, if somebody, you know, you have conflicting schedules, do it on someone's lunch break, mm-hmm. you know, and the touch part may not be able to happen because you may be on FaceTime or, you know, a phone call. Um, but during the time that you're together, make sure that you have some sort of embrace daily, mm-hmm. a long hug, a kiss, a snuggle on the couch. Um, don't go too many days without that piece. Yeah. And so that, yeah. that's yeah, daily. Day and then the, and then the weekly check-in basically. Yeah. The weekly. Yes. So we have um, very specific marital habits that we have our, our clients committing to, mm-hmm. and it is the uh, daily team. Uh, weekly check-in and then weekly date night. Mm, wow. And weekly date nights, you rotate through the four elements. So one week you have a date with yourself, each mm. one of you. 
you schedule, hey, I've got the kids or we're going to get a sitter and we're going to both have our own date nights. I'm going to go hang out with the guys or I'm going to whatever it may be. I'm typically in this office alone. Mm. I really like alone time. And so, um, or I take a bath, you know, and he'll take the kids out. Um, and then uh, a partnership meeting once a month where we set our goals, we set our intentions for the month, just kind of take a bird's eye view of everything that we want to move forward. And, you know, just logistics, like, Hey, do you have this schedule? And this is, you know, it's just like, just Mm -hmm. again, the business of your relationship, treat it like a business, your family and the logistics, if it's treated like a business, it takes a lot of that stress and frustration away. Mm -hmm. Then we have a fun date night and we have a um, lover's date night once a, a month. And we, we, rotate that around with my menstrual cycle. So we also cycle sync ours. A uh, lover's date night pre-period for me, it's not a good idea. Right. I'm not really feeling it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, oh, thanks true. for the practical tips though. Cause I mean, you know, you have to yeah. do these things, right? You so. really do. Yeah. It's a, it's a real, I mean, when, when I, I started cycle syncing about four years ago, and it's changed everything. The whole conversation around the family, you know, cause I do, I have PMS the week before, especially those like two to three days. Mm. And I want to be alone and I, you know, and I need that. And so if I schedule that in and plan it, it's not mommy needs a break. I'm so stressed. It's like, no, Hey, I'm going into that phase and this is my break time. Mm. You know, I don't schedule heavy homeschool stuff. I don't do, you know, a lot of meetings or mm-hmm. stuff like that. So it makes a big difference, especially when it comes to intimacy and things like that. Right, right. This has just been so enlightening. I, I really appreciate all of the um, the depth so that you've you know brought to this too, and just also like the super tactical. You know, um, I'm a teacher. You know, or like a, a coach by nature. You know, it's my job. So it is. That's what people need. You know, yeah. and so many times I remember we went to so many different therapists, and I love therapists. I've had a lot of luck with therapists over the years. But I remember sitting in therapy going, so what is it that we're doing? Mm-hmm. Like all I feel like as I've been talking about, like I feel like I've kind of been just ragging on the whole situation. Like can I have some practical tips to move forward here? Right. And exactly. it, yeah. So well, and for also, me, I am very tactical. Right. So if you believe in yes. and I'm a huge Abraham Hicks um believer and and follow a lot of their oh, work. Good. And I actually just started doing the um the uh, meditation, like right before bed, they've got some great little meditative, mm-hmm. um, you know, affirmations as you kind of get ready for bed. So I think a lot of it too, is what we focus on expands. And so yes. we need to be really conscious about what we're putting out there. You know, if we're always nagging on our partner or complaining, or, you know, you're going to see more of that. And when you start to kind of flip yeah, it yeah. and focus on, well, what kind of what am I bringing to the table? What joy can we create together? How can I live more in joy? Even when I'm not really feeling mm-hmm. that right now, like how do I get in that space? And I, I completely agree. Gratitude is a huge part of that because yeah, there are so many things to feel grateful for. And even just grateful that, Hey, like if you had a bad day, you know, I'm grateful that the day is done and that tomorrow is a new day and I get to start again. Mm-hmm. You know, I mean, there's exactly, like, you could take it to so many different <laughs> I know. You really can. You know. And we're modeling for our children. You know, a lot of people ask me, how do you do the miracle morning if your kids wake up or they're little? Let them in. Let them sit down. 
mm-hmm. let them watch, let them start their own, you know, yeah. like we're showing them how to do life. They're watching us and absorbing all the time. And so our little one, I mean, we started the miracle morning, I think when she was two and she's nine now. Yeah. About seven years. So, um, just literally scooped her up and be, you know, and we would just say, Hey, it's still, it's still our miracle morning time. Still now she'll wake up. Sometimes we're doing team. She just comes in and snuggles in next to one of us. And she, she knows, I mean, she doesn't say anything. She just, you know, but imagine if your kids saw you every single day, connecting your relationship, saying what you were appreciative for and sharing what didn't work out and just simply pivoting instead of shaming. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Imagine well, and it's that. Funny because you read my mind. My next question was going to be, how do you typically, how do you model that for your kids? And it's just that, right? You yeah. just live it. Right? It is. Yeah. Like, you know, we share with people, we argue in front of our children and we resolve it in front of our children because conflict happens. Mm -hmm. You know, we've gotten much better at it, but I mean, we study it, you know, we study communication and conflict and emotional intelligence and all of that because it's our job now. Mm -hmm. But really there's times we do, we have, you know, tense moments where it's like, no, that's not really how I'd like this to be. I'm I'm fighting for my own position in something. And so, Mm -hmm. you know, we time out and say, Hey, this isn't, if we're both feeling heated right now, it's not a good time to have the conversation Time out. Let's come back in 15 minutes. Let's try again tomorrow, whatever it may be to be able to resolve it. But doing that kind of stuff in front of kids, if you have the um, skill to resolve conflict, mm-hmm. and I want to throw that in there, but if you have the skill to resolve conflict, it's okay to have conflict and show your children that it is, it's, it's possible to resolve it. I mean, we used to just argue and then there was no resolution. You know, it was just like on to nothing. So I think modeling, I know, I mean, it's proven modeling for our children is incredibly important. And all of these things that we talk about, you know, and having boundaries around the importance of our own Mm self-care, you know, there's been times where my little one wants to interrupt or she's got a question, you know, while I'm in the middle of my meditation and I will pause it. I'll say, mommy's going to need to start over. Um, Please don't interrupt. This is a very important time for my health. Mm, I love that. You know? And then yep. you just keep trying again. It's not, I'm not going to shame her about it. I'm just going to say, I'm going to pause it. And, and I don't answer her question, by the way, <laughs> I will answer your question when I'm done for sure. Right. <clears throat> but as much as, you know, I'm into gratitude and, and all of the, I'm also a very big advocate for boundaries and um, you know, the, the clearer, and healthier boundaries we have with our children, the better off we all are. Because it's, I mean, I, I have a, a women's group and and I coach women. And so I, I work with a lot of women. Mm-hmm. And so often we get ourselves, and I'm included in this, we get ourselves to this place where it's like, I've had enough, I've ta- I'm tapping out, I'm exhausted, mm-hmm. right? But really what that is, is, is day over day filled with, with like boundaries that are all over the place, inconsistent boundaries, inconsistent rhythms. Yeah. And so if I'm consistently feeding myself, filling my cup, I love that visual of mm-hmm. if I have the, the self-care cup and it's overfilling, I'm serving everyone around me. But if I'm walking around with this empty cup, I have nothing to give. And so it's really important for us to have healthy boundaries <clears throat> around taking care of ourselves so that we can show up. And I don't do it perfectly all the time. You know, it's not about perfection, but it is about, um, 
communicating and trying to be as consistent as we can and getting back on the wagon when we fall off. Right. Right. And what bit better gift I think can you give your kids than for them to, to see, I think a, a love with all that it is right. Like the good, the, the, um, I don't want to say like bad, but like arguments that, that they can see how reality, it, it's right? just it, real it everything. Yeah. And, and it's also teaching them to be whole, you know, I think that's the biggest thing yeah. because, you know, You're we so have right. a lot of false idols out there. And so, you know, but really helping them understand that practice of, of, being whole. And when you're whole, everything else can kind of flow more easily. So that's really beautiful. And thanks for touching on that. Exactly it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think it's the foundation. I mean, again, go back to that foundation. It's yeah. the same in parenting. Yeah. The, the you is still the foundation of it. Right. It's how I show up as a mom, right? When I'm exhausted, how am I showing up? I'm snappier. I'm so more irritable, all the stuff, less patient. Yeah. So well, and I, and I know, um, this is, this has been awesome. Um, one other question, and then I'll, I'd love for you to share just how people can connect more with you. But, um, one thing that I, um, uh, was, um, interested in about your story is you, you basically sold your house. You, you kind of had this epiphany, right. And then both you and your audience sold your home, moved out to a, a big acre of land or, or acres of land. Is that, am I getting this right? And started, sort of, yeah. Business, right. And then started homeschooling your kids. I mean, it, it was a yeah. huge life change. And yeah. I'm just curious, like, how did that happen? Um, how did that, was that, uh, I'm assuming you made the, obviously you made a joint decision and made a very conscious mm -hmm. choice, but were you scared? Like for anybody listening, I mean, that seems like a huge, it's so leap. good. <laughs> it's so good. And we're doing it again, which is so funny. So I'm in the middle of it again. So I can, I can tell you two pieces of that story. So again, if we go back to what we believe is the best way to design the life that we want is to intentionally design the vision that aligns with our priorities and our core values. Okay. And so if I sit down and I say, my priorities are my faith, my health, my marriage, my children, my blah, blah, right? And I go in that order. And yet the life that I've created around me does not allow me to live time-wise within those values. I really need to make a shift at some point. We happen to have the luxury to make that shift immediately. Mm. Because we had, you know, we had the finances to do it. We had enough you know, equity in our, our house or cash in our house. And so we looked at it and we said, you know, if we sold our house and bought a house for cash, we could not work for a couple of years and we can totally reset our lives and mm -hmm. see what it would feel like to live a very humble life. You know, we went from a you know million plus dollar house to a 1400 square foot, one bathroom farmhouse and um, it, was a, it was a big shift and I was so scared. Mm. I, there were days I thought I was gonna vomit. We built our last house custom. Like I designed every single detail of that house. Like if each girl's room was like perfect for them, my office, like all the things dialed, <laughs> picked out everything. 
And so it was like, oh my gosh, am I really leaving this? And I thought to myself, I kept going back to this, do you think that it's this house that's making you happy or is it the relationships that you have with the people in it? Mm. What is it? And so I kept saying to myself, it's the people. And I want more time and more connection with these people. So this house is taking away from that and the businesses and all of that, right? Mm -hmm. And so, yeah, we could have done it a different way, but we were just like, you know what? We're gonna guinea pig this and just go nuts. And we literally sold almost every single item in our house. We sold the house. We bought this little, we're still in it. We're we're actually moving in a few months, but Mm -hmm. we're still in it. And we will be here four years by the time we've left. And um, it was the best decision we could have ever made. We homeschool our children. We actually life school them. We don't traditional school them here. Um, that's a whole other podcast, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> I have a, well, lot of, a lot to talk about on that subject. But right. yeah, we, we life school them. Um, they do a lot of personal growth and business stuff and um, relationship development. And, and, you know, all basically they do school the way that we wish we would have done school. Teach me the things that I actually need to apply to my life. Yes, we can watch science documentaries, but we do not need to sit here and grind through these specific subjects for the path that we want to be on. And so um, we do that. And life's very simple. Health really is a priority. Our faith really is a priority. We live that. And so we started to slowly build our business. I've built a company called uh, Mama Wives. It's a community for women. And um, he has a job now. He got a job um, about nine months ago. And because we want to get a loan for our next house, you have to have like a real job, you know, (laughs) you want to get a good loan. So um, yeah, you know, you're in real estate. You understand how that works. Yeah. I mean, our our finances are all over the place because of how we do business. Right. And so um, anyway, he has a job now and we actually just bought a house. We're building a house in, um, Tulsa, Oklahoma. So we're moving from Northern California to yeah. Tulsa, Oklahoma. The only person we know is our real estate agent. Well, and you know, I lived in Tulsa, Oklahoma when I was five. So <laughs> to, you uh, did? I don't remember much that's about crazy. it, perfectly honest, yeah, but I have a ton of cool. family in Oklahoma and Texas. And yeah, so we'll have we looked at Texas too. Yeah. So yeah, that's incredible. So yeah, that's what we're doing now. And so we're actually getting our little house ready to sell and on to the next adventure. But same thing when we sat down. So how we homeschool our kids currently is not legal in California. So if they want to come after me, they can. But um yeah and so we're we're going to a more freedom focused state than we have here in California and, um, and just with everything going on and, and how our state has handled stuff and it just doesn't align with our values. So if I create a vision for what I want the next few of my life to look like, California doesn't align with that. Um, Mm -hmm. so that's where we're at. I'm still scared again. Okay. I'm less scared than I was the first time moving across the country though, because when I do that process of creating the vision, what are the steps to get there? What are the things that are in the way? I know that that path works and I know that it's going to be scary. And that's what courage is, right? Moving forward in the face of fear. And um, so I I know that it's going to be okay. And here's the thing. If it's not okay, we move again. 
Like right. that's what we said to ourselves here. It's not, you know, right. What's the worst thing, right? It's a real thing to do. We actually, one of the uh, things that the girls do for homeschool is Brenda Burchard has this uh, thing called growth day. Mm-hmm. It's an excellent, excellent program, really inexpensive. And I bought it for their curriculum for this year. And so they have two coaches a week. Uh, yesterday was Dave Hollis. Um, today uh, was Jamie Kern Lima and Mel Robbins, like all of this. And we bought the VIP. So they're live on these calls with them in a Q&A and, and all of, yeah. Dave Hollis sent us a voice message the other day. Crazy bananas. I know. So nuts. Cool. But um, what was cool about it is this month, this month is the topic's confidence. And Dave Hollis did such a beautiful presentation yesterday or on Tuesday about this topic that we're talking about right now, interrogating your fears. What's the worst thing that can happen? And then make a plan around that. Mm-hmm. So if the worst thing that happens is we buy our house out or we move out there and we hate it, what's our plan? Mm-hmm. Right. Our right. plan is to either come back to California or try Texas where we have a bunch of friends. Hal lives in Texas. Oh, that's right. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, you know, I think that's a, um, that's really beautiful. And um, I think that you're, you know, I really believe also that as we tell our story and we share um, about the things that we've learned that we can, you know, allow other people to dream of what's possible too. And I think, and inspire them and give them hope for, you know, if you're not exactly where you want to be in a relationship or your business or whatever it is, like that it can change and it doesn't have to even take that long. Right. Um, so we make it a lot scarier in our head, but when you kind of break it down and when you can listen to people like you who are a beautiful, uh, uh, expression of what's possible, Mm. you know, then, um, that's, it gives other people hope for what's out there too. So, um, thank you so much. That's so kind of you. Thank you. So appreciate this, uh, this time. And again, this is really perfect time, right in time for Valentine's day and around the time mm-hmm. when we're most probably thinking about our relationships and sometimes maybe feeling, um, not grateful for, you know, whatever our partner hasn't been doing, but then, you know, turning it around and saying, well, how are we showing up and how can we show up differently? Um, yeah. and, uh, and thank you again. So tell us if people want to learn more about you, about either coaching with you or, um, getting your book or, you know, being part of your community. Tell us all the great ways, all the things of how we can connect. With so you. the best way to find me personally, which will link you to most of the stuff is on Instagram. And it's okay. Miss Brandy Salazar, MRS, Brandy Salazar. And our legendary couples page and all of that is linked to it. Same with Mama Wise, everything's linked to it from there. And that's where I'm the most active. I'm not a huge Facebook user. Um, but legendarycouples.com will also get you access to our free planning guide. We have a date night package on there and all of our products as well are very inexpensive. That was intentionally done um, so that they're accessible to anybody, you know? Oh, well, that's great. So those are the best places. Yeah. Instagram or the website, but mostly Instagram. That's where I, that's where I live. (laughs) Okay, good. Well, and we'll include all of those links of how to reach you in the show notes as well. uh, So people can. Wonderful. Thank you again so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Oh, thanks for having me. It was wonderful. I'm Kara and you've been listening to Soul Inspiring Business. 
If you found this helpful, go to Apple Podcasts and subscribe, rate, and review this podcast. And if you feel so bold, share with others as well. Thanks again for listening. I look forward to growing